Hello there. Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of eight books, host of two PBS specials, here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want. Specifically, how to use my life from the top of the mind philosophy to bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. All right, today I'm gonna to finish my model on the neuroscience of dealing with difficult people. I've already talked about step one, step two, step three, and step four. This is step five and step six with really focusing on step five. I call this the magic step because this is where you actually get people to shift from their resistant brain to their receptive brain. That's why I call it the neuroscience of conflict resolution or the neuroscience of communication and influence. So what does this look like? Well, of course, we've got to make sure that we see it as step five. Okay, we can't start with step five. Got to make sure we go into the situation clear, confident, creative in this upper 80% of the brain, taking 100% responsibility for the qualities we bring to the conversation, no matter what they say, no matter what they do. Otherwise, we'll find ourselves thrown off center and thrown into the lower brain. We've got to be clear about what we want to bring out in them. Who are they at their best? Because it's the best part of them we want to eventually connect with because it's that part of them that we're going to be able to create a solution-focused conversation with. So be thinking about who they are at their best. Then you want to make sure you understand what's important to them. This is what is influencing them at the moment. So until you know what's important to them, you're not going to be able to blend what's important to them with what's important to you. Also, in this third step, what you're wanting to know is what part of the brain are they coming from? Because if they're stuck in their brainstem and they're being stubborn or argumentative or upset, this is not the time to give them information or try to convince them of anything or try to go to a solution. They're not in the part of the brain that can hear any of that. So what part of the brain they're in and what's important to them is going to be what you want to learn in step three. Step four is freeing them from the need to defend their right to think and feel, believe whatever they think and feel, believe. This is where empathizing comes in where you say something like, you know, I can see how you'd see it that way. I can see how that would be important to you. This doesn't necessarily mean you agree with it, but what it does, it frees them from the need to defend their position. Because as long as they're defending their position, they're not open to any kind of solution-focused conversation. So if you can go into a conversation centered, focused, clear about who you want to be, clear about who they are at their best, because that's what you want to bring out, find out what part of the brain they're in and find out what's important to them by asking them and listening. Empathize so they no longer need to defend their position. You are now in the best position to use all that that has set the stage, so to speak, to ask what I call a neuro, neuro, uh, neocortex or top of the mind question. In other words, in step five, you want to ask them a question that actually has them shifting from the resistant brain to the receptive brain. Questions are really important. I call questions the search engine for the brain. They actually determine what part of the brain we're in. And if we're asking what I call brainstem or BS questions like, man, what is wrong with them? Or why won't they listen to me? Or why do they keep bringing up stuff that doesn't make any sense? Then we're going to be in that lower brain. So what we don't want to do when we finally are looking to influence the conversation after we've listened and learned and empathized, we don't want to ask a brainstem question that throws them deeper into that lower brain. We want to ask a neocortex question. The neocortex or top of the mind question is almost always a question about the solution and the future. And it blends what's important to them with what's important to you. Now, I want you to know this is the hardest part of the model. 
I have every belief that you can go into a conversation clear about who you want to be, even have, co have confidence in your ability to hold an image of who they are at their best. Certainly, I know you can listen and learn what's important to them and let them know you get it. This is the part that's going to take some practice and some skill. In addition to my Life from the Top of the Mind book, which is part three, goes into this, I've also written another book called What to Say. <laughs> so this is where I take situations from parenting and relationships and business, and I say, okay, here's the problem, here's what not to say, here's a top of the mind solution, and here's how I would say it. So in this book, I go over a lot of examples of what a top of the mind question might look like. So let me see if I can give you a few examples here. By the way, it does depend on the context because the kind of question you're going to ask to your children or your spouse is going to be different. Questions you're going to ask to your uh, direct reports are going to be different. Um, to customers or your boss, that's going to be different. So the context of the situation is really going to be an important factor in determining what kind of neocortex top of the mind question to ask. <clears throat> Plus, you need to understand if there's a history of conflict with this person. If this person and you have kind of kind of bumped heads in the past, unfortunately, they're not going to go into a new conversation with you as if it's a brand new conversation. That past is going to color how they perceive whatever you say. So what I encourage you to do is to reset the relationship. Uh, something like going in and saying, hey, would it be fair to say that in the past, I maybe haven't done a really good job of understanding what's important to you? Because I bet they'll say yes, and that's okay, because that is true for them. And if they hear you admitting that and kind of going, okay, well, you know, I can see how that would be frustrating. I want to do that differently in the future. I want to go in and make sure that I am understanding what's important to you. Will that help our communication? Again, chances are they're going to say yes. Then you can say, all right, so if I do that, work really hard at understanding what's important to you, would you be willing to do this with me? See, that sets up a new way of interacting with this person. So it's no longer you bumping heads about who's right. You've taken the lead to be responsible for how you're listening to them and they're agreeing to do the same with you. Now, that doesn't mean that every conversation is going to be great, but you have reset the relationship in a brand new way. Mistakes. Let's assume you're dealing with someone who's made a mistake. Either maybe it's your kids or maybe a direct report. Rather than going, hello, <laughs> how many times have we talked about this? Don't you know you just can't do that? The problem is we're trying to make them feel bad about the mistake so they don't make the mistake again. But when people feel bad, they go to this lower brain and often they kind of go into either blame or shame. Shame has them feeling really bad about themselves. Blame has them trying to blame somebody else. But it's all fight or flight, that lower brain stuff. So the neocortex question I like to ask people, whether it's my kids or my employees or myself, anytime we've made a mistake is, okay, well, knowing what you know now, how would you do that differently in the future? See, there's no shame in the future. There's no blame in the future. All of these questions are about the solution in the future, not about the problem in the past. I encourage you, if you want to have a successful conversation with someone, a solution-focused conversation with someone, don't get bogged down into who's right about the past. And whenever you're talking about the past, chances are they'll remember it one way, you'll remember it another. That's why it's so important to talk about the future. That's step five. I call it the magic step because this is where we actually get people to shift from the lower brain to the upper brain. This is going to take some practice. This is going to take some skill. Feel free to contact me if you would like my help with that. 
Step six is where you actually go into problem solving. And the reason that's important is because here, this you don't want to go into problem solving until they have shifted from the problem brain to the solution focused part of the brain. And you will know they're ready to talk about the solution when they respond to your neocortex or top of the mind question in step five in a positive way. If they respond in a negative way, it means you need to listen a little bit more and find out what's really in the way of them hearing. I'm sure you can imagine all of this is easier said than done, but I think that's fair to say that's always been the case when dealing with people who are upset with us. When we try to talk about the issue, then it just gets bogged down into a who's right debate. I call it banging brain stems. They're not listening to us. Frankly, we're not really listening to them and no real solution is formed. If we're willing to go in, 100% clear about who we want to be, have an image of who they are at their best, hold that in our mind, listen and learn what's important to them as well as what part of the brain they're in, empathize so they no longer need to defend their position, and then ask this neocortex top of the mind question. You'll be amazed at how that begins to transform a problematic discussion into a solution-focused discussion. However, again, easier said than done. So if you want my help with this, feel free to go to my website, BillCrawfordPhD.com, hit the contact button, let me know what you're interested in, love to help with you. By the way, if you'd like me to come into your organization, I teach everybody how to engage people in a way where we all go into conversations clear about who we are. We look for the people at their best. We listen and learn what's important to someone. We empathize before we try to go to a solution and we frame that solution in terms of a solution-focused top-of-the-mind question. Love to do that. By the way, listen, empathize, ask, and problem solve spells leap. I call it the leap model. Listen, empathize, ask, problem solve, because I think it's going to take a leap of faith for us to practice this. It's new for most of us. Also within that model, it's called the four what's. What part of the brain they're in? What's important to them? What about this can you understand? And what question will help them shift from the lower brain to the upper brain? So I've tried to create a model that basically has you influential with people because you are taking these steps. When you get to that top of the mind questions, here's what you want to think about. All right, what's my goal here and how will that be good for them? I know how it'll be good for me, but I've got to know how it'll be good for them in order to blend what's important to them with what's important to me. Another way to ask that question in your mind is what's my goal here and how will that fit with what's important to them? That's why knowing what's important to them is so important. Hope this has been helpful. You now have my six steps for uh, the neuroscience of effective conflict resolution, effective communication and influence. Hopefully this has been helpful. If I can help in any way of taking these steps and helping you bring them to life, all you gotta do is contact me, let me know. I'd be happy to help you with that. Feel free to share this if you feel your friends would be like this. Feel free to subscribe on uh, uh, YouTube and Facebook and Pinterest and LinkedIn and Twitter and all the social medias, iTunes, if you like these, because I try to post them each week. Okay, so until we meet again, here's to you, bringing more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. And I look forward to seeing you in the future.